It's the bachelor lifestyle. It's the bachelor lifestyle. We living it. Can I steal you for a minute? It's my first impression, Rose. Brian Beckner, Jay Stewart, breaking down all the shows. It's The Bachelor on ABC with Chris Harrison. You crying in the limo sent home. How embarrassing, the most dramatic ever. And that's what we like. Play your cards right, you might end up on paradise. Here's the key to the fantasy suite. Ball deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth. Welcome back. You're listening to the... Well, it's a show that's been called a Great White in a sea of bachelor podcasts you may have heard that of course i'm talking about the bachelor lifestyle which is the show you're listening to right now which is part of the baller lifestyle network of shows from the baller where i host various other shows my name of course is brian beckner thank you very much for joining us i know we've been waylaid the last couple of weeks and i'll be honest that's 100% the fault of Jason Stewart. I I wish I didn't have to lay blame at his feet, but alas, it's time we call a spade a spade. And the fact is, Jason Stewart fucked you guys over last week, and that's why we weren't here. But we're back now, and that's all that matters. And of course, we don't miss fantasy suites, because that's where, that's where the real shit goes down. I am joined right now, of course, by Mr. Jason Stewart. Jason, how are you, buddy? So um, just to, to come correct her, um, first of all, hello, everybody. Yo, hello. Yes. Hello, everybody. Yeah. Um, maybe we can clean that up in post. Um, yeah, yeah. Just to just to come correct here. Yep. Um, two weeks ago, Beckner um, bailed and could not have been less professional and how he handled it. And then last week. Last week I bailed, um, and I couldn't have been more professional in the way I handled mine. Um, so I guess you, if you really want to, as the listener who's been looking the last three weeks for a new podcast, you could blame both parties for the lack of content the last three weeks. It's it is true. I I would I do quibble a bit with your. You couldn't have been more professional. I mean. Did you find out that you had to go to Rams camp the day of? You knew that. You knew that. You previously knew that. We could have rescheduled. No, I, I thought I could do Rams camp and then head over to your place, which is, you know, we're down in Irvine. Oh, you could have done that. We could have done that. And, right. So once it became evident that I had to get home, oh. um, that's that's when I had to bail on the, on the pod. Oh. So, yeah, I... I handled it day yeah. of, morning of. That was yeah. that was definitely um, definitely, you know, on the border of unprofessional. But what is. is unprofessional right. is when your podcast partner has literally sat down, opened his mic, put his headset on, and is waiting for your partner to start the podcast, <laughs> only to get a text saying, "Shit, I forgot." I can't do it this week oh, as I'm, as I'm sitting here ready to start the pod at five 30. That is true. That is true. I ne- that's never happened to me before. I completely forgot. I forgot to watch the bat. Look, this show sucks. So it's probably a psychological thing where I forgot to watch it. And then I was like, I got, I feel like I got something to do right now. And I looked up at the clock and it was like three minutes after we normally would start. And I'm like, Oh shit. But then I texted you, but then I said, hold on. I said, I'll watch it right now and we can record later tonight to which you 
very bitchily said, it's okay. Yeah. We, I mean, we have a window when I, when I account for a certain window and we go outside the window. Yeah. I know it's tough dinners. We got jeopardy watch. Um, you know, I got it now. What one more thing. And look, 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 this is, there is, there's plenty of blame to go around. You, you driving to Santa Clarita at 4 PM on a Thursday from Irvine versus you driving from a Laguna beach adjacent at 6 30 PM on a Thursday, it still puts you to Santa Clarita at the same time. Probably. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. I well, made, something to think but, about. Yeah. yeah. I made an estimation. You did. I, I pulled the plug. Hey, no, look, Hey, look, 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 it was a little bit of payback. Let's be honest. You owed me. No, you felt, no you felt like you owed me a little bit. And so you twisted my nuts with the, with the Rams camp thing. I get it. I understand. I, I do the same thing. Would have been at, uh, with me waiting until five thirty as I'm on the four or five freeway, saying "Nope, can't do it." Dude. All right, so um, I want to remind our listeners, especially Jonesy, who's mowing the lawn right now, yep. and uh, and John Ramos, who his wife and his uh, teenage daughter decided not to watch the show. That's how bad this season is. So and John bad. Ramos can only get his bachelorette updates through this podcast. That's, so. that's what, what many people tell me. Many people, I, I, many people reached out in the last couple of weeks when Jason flaked and said, Hey, what's going on with the show? And I go, I, you know, we're coming back next week. And they, and many people to a man said, I haven't even watched the bachelor. I'm just waiting for the podcast. I, I would say right. probably 80% of our audience does not in fact watch the television program the bachelor or the bachelorette so let me attempt to maybe in 90 seconds uh sum up where we last stopped and where we're about to start let's go and just kind of kind of stop that stop gap the content in Mm -hmm. 90 seconds okay um we had we had a two-hour episode on on tv leading up to hometowns and everyone knows how important hometowns are because I don't know if you knew this, but when you're able to invite charity into the home with your parents, mm-hmm. that's a big deal. It is. And this show is going to let you know 50 different ways how much of a big deal it is. So the lead up to the hometowns, that's a huge deal. A uh, lot of a lot of frayed nerves, a lot of feelings were hurt. But she she basically chose four guys. Uh, important to note, three black guys. I don't think that's for important those, at all. I don't think there's one no, single for, thing that's important. Well, about for that. for those for those joining us yes. uh, oh. for the first time, yeah. charity is a black yes. uh, bachelorette. Yes. yes, I would I would like to put down for the record that the races of the contestants are not of no particular interest to me. No, the reason why it's important okay. is because the show wants you to think it's important. Remember, oh right, yeah. Remember, since since twenty twenty, uh, color blindness is racist. So, oh, we it need is. To, we need to acknowledge uh, people need to be seen. Race. People need to be seen. I got and, it. I yeah, got acknowledge you. Acknowledge their race. Yeah. So, <laughs> I'm just doing what the the new rules are. Oh. 
I, I used to be colorblind, yes. and now it's it's racist. So I'm trying to I'm trying to convert. <laughs> All right, well, um, send me send me the book because that sounds like I haven't so, been updated. So charity is black. Um, That's right. A very attractive, one of Beautiful. the sweeter, more innocent, more likable people that we've had as a subject. And each of those last three adjectives I just said: yeah. sweet, likable, yeah, um, and something else are do not. Um, remove her from being the most boring contestant. Dull. She's very boring, Dull. but she's just sweet. Nice. It's, yeah. It's hard to find a hard, hard word, hard thing to say about her. Not much now, edge um, to her. You know, no. like I like an edge. I like an edgy one, you know, and she's Almost. just, she's not super edgy, which is, Hey, you know, that's, that's, that's how they pick them. So um, back to my original point, there are three guys went to hometowns that were black. One guy, White. Yep. Joey. Joey was the tennis pro. Mm -hmm. uh, shout out to Petros Papadakis, who has, um, I guess, who has given Joey the moniker Gene Wilder's lookalike. Um, I would say, I don't see this is what I would say to Petros's yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, comment there. He's a mix between Gene Wilder and the lead actor on The Bear. Oh, I realize that yeah. a lot of people haven't seen The Bear. So Gene Wilder is more tangible. I sure I would recommend no one watches the bear. I, I, there's nothing more overrated than the bear, in my opinion. Also, what do we, we need to address why there why the bear is considered a comedy? Have we? Is there any? Oh, it is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. Um, it's intense. I look. Joey seems nice, but I got to be honest. I if you're a tennis pro. I kind of frown upon you. You're just not going to be one of my favorites. If you're a tennis pro that's not back at the club having sex with everybody's wife while they're at work, because I assume that's what tennis pros did. Every tennis pro I've ever heard of. Matter of fact, I recall when Jimbo Fisher was the, was the uh, head coach and Jimbo Fisher Talk about, I mean, he looks like a fish. He's got one eye on either side of his head that max distance apart. Jimbo Fisher, when he was the coach at Florida State, there was a scandal at one point where his wife was having sex with a tennis coach, as I recall. Look it up. So this guy's, this guy's on The Bachelor. You're, the ten you're a tennis pro. You should be being pursued by randy middle-aged housewives who who are have yoga bodies? Like, what are you doing on The Bachelor? This actually annoys me. I thought about you because on the most recent episode, um, he did the very surprising thing. Oh, actually, it was the hometowns when he taught her how to play tennis. Yeah, and he was very hands on. I you know, getting behind Smart. her, making sure that he Smart. reached around yeah. her to make sure she got a firm grip <clears throat> on the handle. Yeah, that's old school. It was uh, just like. Just like Chevy Chase when he put the bill on the underhill yep. uh, and Fletch, That's you, right. know, you just have to get very close to those women to show them how to hit tennis balls. That's right. Um, and Joey does that. So I thought about you saying that tennis pros have sex with people's wives. They do. I think that's one of life's facts. It's, yeah. yeah, it's one. Um, so Petros Papadakis says it's a Gene Wilder lookalike. I'll say it's the lead from the bear. I don't even know his name. Um, but either way, Joey is our lone white contestant left. Um, the other three are Doughton, Doughton. Um, who tall, is from Nigeria. Super tall. 
super tall and maybe one of the most flawless contestants in the history of the bachelor yeah. there there is zero red flags yeah. about Dotton. he seems what a sweet guy he seems very nice he's a tall he's, handsome like uh like charming dude he's he's literally the guy that someone in, like in y- yourself who has a daughter would say he's somebody i would like you know to uh, for my daughter to bring home yep, and meet. It's, sure. He's a very likable dude. He's um, going places. On the other end of that spectrum is Xavier, the guy of the man of mystery, mm-hmm. um, who charity from the very get go, her read on this guy was he looks like and he acts like my ex boyfriend who yeah. cheated on me for yeah. five years. Yeah, that's right. And, she, right. and she told him, yeah. she told him in the, in the first one on one date, Xavier, you have a stigma to overcome. Yeah. And she was very explicit when she said this. She said, Xavier, this is not your fault, but you remind me of the, my ex boyfriend yeah. who cheated on me and the way he talks. He was overly complimentary to me, to yeah. my face. Yeah. Meanwhile, he was sleeping with half the, the town. And yeah. I made that last part up, but it's, it was something like that. I mean, she has, so he, was, he, he cheated on her multiple times. I mean, she's really put it out there to this guy. And I, I imagine he's got his own story, but I don't know. I don't, we haven't heard him. He's not, he doesn't have a TV show. But keep that, keep this in mind that on their first one-on-one date, that was like episode two or three, yeah. she said that out loud to him giving him a perfect window to share something that he instead chose to share a week before getting down on a knee and, and proposing for marriage. Unbelievable. So, and this is, and let it be known that I, I um, early on said, this show is going to come down to Xavier and Dutton. These are the two guys. These are the guys that are going to go the distance, but this is a lot like when you're, when it's the NFL playoffs and they say and they say Tom Brady is probable for the game and so you bet the Patriots getting points and then game time rolls around and Tom Brady doesn't play he, and he and he never was going to play but they that they just played they play, played some gamesmanship, and this is this is what Xavier did to me. I predicted him to make a deep run, and he kept a secret from all of us, and that secret was is that he was not there for the right reasons. This is a right reasons violation. Yes, um, and Charity, um, God bless her, has every right to be pissed off at this dude for what he pulled, but let, let's before we get to that point... To sum up the rest of the cast here, Aaron B. was the fourth guy that she did a hometown with. Yeah. Um, this guy's, by the way, this guy's um, city that he uh, identifies yeah. with is very confusing. It is. It he, is. Remember, he spent most of the time in New Orleans complaining that she didn't pick him for a one-on-one yep. in his city, in his city, New Orleans. Yep. Then he said, I can't wait to take her to Houston. My town, my town, Houston, yeah. where my family is. Yeah. And then and then this episode, he's saying, you know, I'm driving uh, home to San Diego yep. and it hits me that this isn't over yet. So <laughs> wh- where the fuck are you from? dude? You got to pick a place. Jason, like, look, 
Jason Stewart's from Brea. Everybody knows Jason Stewart's from Brea. You ask me where I'm from, everybody knows I'm from Costa Mesa. I don't say I'm also from other places. I'm, I've lived other places. So is J- Jason Stewart lived in Sacramento. Is he, is he Jason, Jason from Sacramento? No. You got, so, you pick uh, a place. You're from a place. You're not from three places. And by the way, Aaron B sealed his fate. Yeah. When he jumped into the friend zone, remember, yeah, he was the one that was going to protect her from the villain Braden. Yep. So as soon as he made the decision early on in the show to be the uh, here for the right reasons police, yeah, that basically seals your fate. No yep. matter how far you go, you're not making it to the end. Never, never jump in the friend zone. Never. It never works out. The friend zone person, the the confidant of the of the suitor or the bachelorette in this case you're just you're just you've friend zoned yourself you are not seen as a love interest anymore when you play the buddy role and you tattle on people no no one likes a tattletale and let's let's be honest the biggest rivalry in the season was Aaron B and Braden yep and even though Braden eventually uh, left earlier than Charity. Yep. Braden won the Aaron V Aaron B V Braden battle he sure did. because Braden just basically told us exactly what Aaron B is, which is a huge vagina. Yes, well, uh, yeah, who yeah. cared cared much more about some other dude that was a yep. threat to him than he did his own personal relationship with her. Yep. So so he takes her home uh, to Houston, you know, his hometown. Everyone knows he's from Houston. Yep. Even though he just spent the last show telling us he's a New Orleans guy, that's right. Um, and they have a they have a great time with the family and everything. But he he gets the rose at the end of the show. So the hometown contestants were Joey, tennis pro, white guy, mm-hmm. Dotton, Nigerian, no red flags, Xavier, uh, just blatant uh, womanizing liar, yeah, and then Aaron B got sent home but here's the problem brian tell me and this this part of the hometowns is still lingering up until the tease of this last episode charity it was the hardest decision of her life as many of these uh subjects say when it comes down to the hometowns because you literally just spent a day with her family and it's awkward to not give them a rose and so she doesn't give Aaron B a rose. He's stunned. And then as she's walking him out, just to kind of make him feel better, and this is where you got to watch your words, to make him feel better, she said, this was such a tough decision, and I'm not even sure I made the right decision. Yeah. Uh-oh. Yeah. You don't say that. Foreshadowing. You, yeah. You, you need to make sure you just put him in the limousine and be as cordial as you can on the way out, but don't tell him the I'm not sure I made the right decision thing. Yeah. Yep. Because all of a sudden that that puts a bug in his brain, like, wait a minute, this might not be over. Yeah. I always I always tell uh my super hot girlfriend Christina mm-hmm. this that you know, when she's hit on or if somebody's up on her DMs and she just wants to be nice about it, mm. but she wants to just cordially tell somebody, look, I have a boyfriend. Yeah. Knowing how guys act, and you you can relate to this, I know. Yeah. If you're told, I have a boyfriend, 
that's just tell that's basically telling me okay so without the boyfriend you're definitely in the interesting me. yeah interesting you know yeah that's, that's the you ha- that's you the have, barrier to have, entry you have to shut the door you that's just right. gotta be like excuse me i'm not interested and i'm in a relationship that's right not yes, not double you know what i'm not interested you know because i'm in a relationship it that that's too that leaves way too yeah. much vagueness Vague. there mm-hmm. uh, i like that jason yeah so so that's what this uh that's what charity does she leaves the door wide open uh-huh. and aaron b what happens they all go to fucking fiji for yeah. the uh fantasy suite episode and we're going to a break and all of a sudden we see aaron b in a freaking airport yep getting off in fiji because he thinks he still has a chance yeah what'd you think about aaron b's um high water pants he was wearing those like jogger pants that were that had a moment and it was a sad moment no one should ever have bought pants like this they're like they're those pants they're kind of like chinos but then they're bundled at the ankle except in his case they were bundled at like the mid calf did you did you check that his pants so the, he was wearing like sneakers, like low top sneakers, and he was wearing pants, but the pants were roughly nine inches from the sneakers. Is that a look that you can support, Jason? I'm going to leave that to you. No, I've, I've, the uh, answer is no. You know, I've, told, I've told people mm-hmm. offline, yep. I've said to you on this show that you pay attention to that shit. Yeah. That you are, you're the fashion guy. Yep. And you really get into um, personal appearance. That's right. You were big on Braden's ear earrings. Wasn't a fan. Right. Not a fan. Um, You typically notice hair plugs. That's right. Um, Because you're a little young for hair plugs. Yeah. All that stuff is kind of lost on me. I I, I, I'm going to let you handle the aesthetics. Well, it's not. I'm not a fan of it. That's all I'll say. Jogger (laughs) pants. Jogger (laughs) pants are are a hard pass for old Brian Becker. You know who? the our listener who is very interactive is Faye. Oh, I love Faye. And uh, I want to ask Faye what she th- thinks of the pants that he wore because she, she, she typically like tends to yeah. react to our questions. Yeah, and right? and Faye Faye likes she prefers men. I know that, and so she looks at she looks at these these um, you know these pants that these these younger dudes are wearing, and she doesn't see a man. And I, I tend to agree with her. So and by. And for those just kind of tuning in, uh, you know, we're two middle-aged white guys doing a podcast about a a show with 20-somethings. When you say that Faye is into men, that's code for men that were born before 1980. Yeah, sure. Men men that have a certain masculinity that in recent years has been called toxic. That's right. Um, and Faye's just kind of into that guys, guys, guys that don't, um, shape their eyebrows, you know, like that. That's what I mean. You could be any age, but you don't, you don't wear jogger pants. You don't shape your eyebrows and that kind of stuff. Those kind of men. So, um, so I, we, I just got you up to speed. That was the 90 second recap. Love it. Um, the last 10 minutes was the 90 second recap of what has happened up to this point. So, as I said, we're in Fiji now for those fantasy suites. Now, 
if you haven't been paying attention to this franchise for very long, they stopped saying fantasy suites at some point. At some point, it yep. was not politically correct anymore. That's right. It, insinu- it insinuated some kind of uh, pseudo rape scenario. So Overnights. they stopped. Yeah, they stopped doing fantasy suites and went to overnights. Well, they're kind of back to it, but um, I did notice that when she's talking to Jesse in the first scene, she refers to them as overnights, uninterrupted time, <laughs> and and fantasy suites. <laughs> and then Jesse, Jesse, for good measure, refers to it as off camera time. Yeah, yeah, very confusing. Very, it's very, it's all very coded. Coded for sex. Yeah, possibly. Um, and the show has has really struggled in trying to define that. Like they yeah. they don't want to say sex happens, but they very much do say sex happens. And some contestants overtly state that it does, others don't. But anyways, um charity has three men during fantasy suites week, which entails a day date followed by a Followed by uneaten food. Yeah. And at the end of uneaten food, there's a note from Jesse that invites them to either go to their individual rooms right. or yep. you Forgo. guys can get into the into a suite together and yeah. have uninterrupted yeah. ta- off camera time. Yeah. They um, always they always say it the same way, by the way. Should you should you choose to forego your individual rooms? So it's like almost like it's almost like legal. Absolutely. It's like almost like here we're, we're explicitly stating what you're agreeing to. You should you choose to forego your individual rooms? Kind of weird. There's a, uh, a great football executive follow on Twitter is uh, Andrew Brandt. He used to be an executive at the Packers. Now he does a business of sports podcast and mm. he's got, always well, has a great, um, uh, caption anytime that there's any kind of contract dispute with a player or an nfl or a team he always quote tweets the story yep and just writes there will be lawyers mm. and and to me this is a perfect example that phrase that you just said there there was a lawyer that had to craft that yep. specifically to overtly state that there is consent yes yeah it's all about consent. Mm-hmm. Should so you choose to forego? Go. Yeah, yeah. You cho- you're choosing um, this. We're not forcing you to do this, and we're and we're we're you're choosing it so much that you're going to choose it on TV for everybody to see. In case you come back and say, "I didn't choose this," you specifically <laughs> chose it, and everybody saw. Yeah, yeah. Um, Charity says to Jesse, "As I stand here right now, I don't know." who I want to be engaged to. So she's two weeks from uh, being proposed to, but she among three men um, can, could basically take or leave each one of them. So as the, as I think it was John Madden who said, if you have two quarterbacks, you have none zero Um, and Jeopard and bachelor speak. If you have three men during fantasy sweeps, you have sweets, you have none. Yeah, but you all, no, hold on. You always have three. It goes from three to two. You start, you have three at fantasy sweets, and well, then you I mean, cut I mean, them down to the t- two far. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 If mean, you don't know going in, yeah, yeah. If you, she, you know, rarely do people be like, I have no idea where I'm leaning. Usually somebody will say, 
my husband is definitely on this island right yeah. now. You know, that they'll but she's like, I have no idea. It's a coin flip. Like yeah. uh yeah. so um kind of weird. Fiji, I've never been. I don't know if you have, but I have not. um believe it or not, it's one of the few places that all contestants on the show said it's the perfect place to be in love. Um you never, never hear, hear that. that. You never hear that. On The Bachelor, they, they went to Thailand. I, I believe they may have also said that was the perfect place to fall in love. Well, uh, they said Oceanside, California yeah. was the perfect city to fall in love uh, earlier in this episode. Yes. If you're into military um, men, for sure. Yeah. Um, so Fiji, beautiful, whatever. Xavier is first up. So yeah. the aforementioned Xavier reminds her way too much of his her ex-boyfriend that cheated on her. And she tells the camera, I'm going to get answers. Mm-hmm. I need to know if he's 100% in. So as they do on this show, because Xavier of the three guys is the most hesitant, mm-hmm. they do a ceremony that is like Fiji native ceremony where they basically have a marriage ceremony and they talk about how committed he is to her and how he's always going to be with her and there isn't going to be any anybody else. And they have him in this Fiji ceremony saying this with Fiji garb on. Of course, it's the it's the the bait and switch that the show so often does take the most hesitant person and make him do committal language on camera how bummed are you if you're on this show and obviously we're much too old although there is a new the golden bachelor is coming which i'm excited about and jason is not how bummed are you if you go back and watch this and you had to do the you had to watch the locals dance and then dress up like the locals and then like you know, do the ceremony and like burn the leaves and stuff. And that like, that's your date. And then the next guy gets to ride dirt bikes. And then the next guy (laughs) gets to ride jet skis. You're like, Oh wait, I, you're like, I had to wear a skirt and paint war paint and get lectured about love the whole time. And this dude's off roading in a, uh, through creeks, Creek beds and dirt. And then the other guys hauling ass on a jet ski across the ocean. What the fuck? I'd be pissed. Which sums up how despicable the show is. And yeah. All the show is trying to do is make their contestants as uncomfortable as possible and make make it a, a good TV watch. Yeah. It's they better don't give TV. a shit. They don't give a shit what your actual, uh-uh. um, you know, that your actual feelings are. And they didn't care with this guy. So he's. He basically admits, like, yeah, you know, during the ceremony, it's real, all really hitting hitting me that this is very heavy, and you're like, yeah, yeah, marriage is heavy, yeah, that's a that's quite a commitment, Xavier. Um, so, anyways, they go through the uh, the Fiji ceremony or whatever, and Ra- uh, not Rachel, but uh, Charity says, I need I need to ask him directly, are you in this? 100%. Now she says that as they are wrapping up their Fiji um ceremony. Yeah. And I said to myself, why don't you're with him right now on the beach? Why don't you just ask him that? But no, no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. The rules are mm-hmm. you need to ask that stuff over uneaten food. That's right. You you can't you can't ask that stuff during the day date. Um that's just that's the format. So, yeah. yeah. 
Charity says, I need to ask him this question. Then Xavier tells the camera, I have something big to reveal to her. I hope she takes it okay. I, but I, but I, I feel like I need to be completely honest. Yeah. And he talks about honesty like, like he hasn't spent the last five episodes keeping this from her. Like, now I need to be honest because we're a week away from getting married. So I better start being honest. Um, and what happens is his quote unquote honesty that he promotes and they tease many times before they get to it. Yeah is that he was, drumroll, unfaithful yeah. in a past relationship. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah. if you if you keep that if you if you put that in context, charity said to him point blank in the first one on one date, it's not your fault, but you remind me of my ex, the way you look, your mannerisms, how you compliment me and he was cheating on me the whole time, maybe back then he could have been like, you know what? I just need to tell you, I was unfaithful in my relationship, but I've changed, and that's why I'm on this show. But no, 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 no. He waits until Fantasy Suites to tell her her greatest fear that she's had from the very beginning with this guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's... It's and like, why did he have to share that? You know, like he, he was, he was looking to get, he was looking for an out is what he was doing. Like he's known the whole time that, you know, she's, she's got trauma from her previous boyfriend. She mentions it constantly. So he just, he just held on to this until he needed it. And then, once he needed it, he played the card because he was he was worried that he might win the bachelor and he didn't want to win the bachelor. He wanted <laughs> to go a long way on the bachelor and then or the bachelorette and then maybe he becomes the bachelor, although you're not going to become the bachelor if you if you're loudly pronounced that you're a cheater. So and, that was and, a mistake. And, and then he starts like admitting stuff that any any guy in their mid twenties uh, experiences. This is what guys in their mid twenties think. Okay, he, you know, she tried to give him outs. She's like, okay, that sucks. That's like my biggest fear in the world. But can you can you tell me now that you've grown and that you for sure know that you're not going to do that again? <laughs> and he's yeah, like, yeah, he's like, uh, this, is this is what he said. This is great. My yeah. ha- my heart says yes yeah. but my mind is banging my heart against the wall saying stop <laughs> well, yeah well, i i didn't catch so i'll be honest and this this may come as a surprise to the listeners i was like fast forwarding quite a bit and so then i was watching this part and i'm like what the fuck is he talking about like it was so coded but i thought he was saying i thought she was asking him can you just commit to this relationship? And he's like, if it's just you and it's just me, then I fucking can commit. And I'm like, all right. And he's like, but I'm just not sure. I didn't realize he was, he I didn't realize he was saying, she wasn't saying, can you commit to us? She was saying, can you just say, 
you won't cheat on me. And he was like, right. can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, but the thing was, is that she wasn't, she was hearing him, but she wasn't picking I, up on that. I know. She Cause kept, she was still trying to give him, she was still trying to invite him to the fantasy suite. She, she gave him out after out. Yep. And she, she actually, um, at one point he said out loud, um, you know, it's just, you know, it's just one of those things that my heart says yes, but like, you know, marriage is, marriage is at least for the next 30 years. I think he said it's like 30 yeah. years. Yeah. He's like, and, and when I asked myself, can I be faithful to one person? And, uh, yeah. he said something. I think yeah. he actually said also that, you know, you know, guys feel kind of trapped, you know, like that. Yeah. That's just, it's just one yeah. person yeah. for the next 30 years. He said 30 years. Yeah. And th- this, this guy is 23 or 24. So yeah. <laughs> he thinks forever, he thinks forever takes him up to about 54 years old. Right. What is, and also, why are you on the bachelorette? Like, do you not know the premise of the show is that you're going to get yeah. married at the end? And what pisses me off and look, I'm no Braden fan, and a lot of people were saying that I look like him, and I don't see it, but he was there saying, I don't like I want to be with you, and I don't want to I don't want you I don't know if I can do that while you're dating other guys. And everybody's like, Oh, this fucking guy, he doesn't uh he's not here for the right reasons, he doesn't and really he's just being a real person or as real as you can be on reality TV. And then so then he quits the show and leaves. And everybody's like, what a piece of shit. This, uh, meanwhile, this other guy knew the whole time and didn't admit until the next last, next to last episode that he doesn't think he can be in a relationship with only one person because he needs to fuck so much that that's, <laughs> it's just too much to ask to ask him to only have sex with one person for the rest of his life. He was the he was the one the whole time that everybody should have been pointing fingers at and nobody was. He actually said, you know, it's 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 really it's just hard to say that if you know if me and the boys are on vacation, you know, and opportunities <laughs> arise, it's just hard to say, man, you know, that I could that I could do that. Um and so he was so vague and it was funny, <laughs> but um I need to give credit to my super hot girlfriend christina, christina here and yeah. pointing out this um i guess what you would call a uh, hypocrisy that the show has and i wish that somebody would call the show out on this on the air i wish some like somebody like Braden probably would if you made it this far but just think of the hypocrisy of charity saying that she needs a full commitment and that you, she, she said many yeah. times to him after he admitted his unfaithfulness. That yeah, being unfaithful on any level is unacceptable because this this dumbass actually said, "Well, you know, being unfaithful to a girlfriend that's one thing, but marriage, you know that that's a, that's quite another." And, and she's like, "No, <laughs> ac- actually, it all sucks." It's and but 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 think about the hypocrisy of this. Um, being unfaithful is unacceptable on every level. But the next two nights, I'm going to fuck two different guys. Well, hold on. She's not in a relationship with those guys. <laughs> and she's also. Dating. <laughs> oh, she's dating. She's dating all of them. I know. 
That's true. But nobody, nobody calls the show out on that hypocrisy. But there is, there is, it's not implied that she's only dating them individually. Like they all know about each other. It's, it's, there is a little difference there. It's okay, different well, than I'll, when you I'll, say, I'm just with you, but if I go on a bachelor party, I'm probably going to have to fuck a floozy versus, hey, I'm trying to figure out which guy I want to be with alone, you know, solo. So, Christina, exclusively, that's li- a word. I was listen to the word. podcast to hear you justify infidelity. <laughs> no, oh, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> um, so, um, that was, it was one of the most interesting uneaten food episodes yeah. we've ever seen. And uh, Charity said, she kept saying this, and I had no idea what she meant by this, but she kept saying, I'm holding on to this overnight card because, you know, it was the card that Jesse yeah. writes to them. Yeah. She's like, I'm holding on not because I doubt you. It's because I'm your biggest fan. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck is she talking about? And the entire audience, I'm sure, felt this way as well. She's going to give in to this fucking creep and she's going to, they're going to go overnights and they're going to smash and everything. Yeah. But to her credit, even though she gave him like nine outs and she kept saying, I hold this card up because I believe in you. Mm-hmm. She, at the very end, it all kind of finally hit her, thank God. This guy is a fucking player and he's trying to overtly tell you that he is one. Yeah. Stop fucking with him yeah. and move on with your life. Well, that's a hundred percent. Yes, like don't. When somebody's telling you who they are, you need to listen to them. Mm-hmm. He's he's telling he's and she's trying to like she said basically she's like, well, can't you just lie to me? But just <laughs> right. just tell me that you won't cheat on me on that golf trip in Santa Barbara. And then I'll give you a fantasy suite and, you know, you'll, I'll take you to the end of the show and I'll maybe pick you. But he wasn't, he, to his credit, I guess, I don't know. Everybody's so awful on this show. I don't know. I don't know who to give credit to. He was no, like, no, nah. No, he, yeah. Like she, she, she stated it, uh, uh, pretty well. She's like, I, I give him credit for being honest with me, but what, she, because he was honest with her, but, I think what she didn't hammer him enough for, and maybe she will when the the men tell all whatever, she didn't hammer him enough for the timing. Like, dude, you knew exactly what my biggest fear was. You know exactly what my trigger is. I told you you remind me of my ex. You couldn't tell me this back then when I when I when I had a feeling about you. Yeah. You wait yeah. until yes. fantasy suites yeah. to drop this on me. Yeah. Um, she needs to she needs to hit him harder on that one. Yeah. And I hope she she does. No, he's a huge piece of shit because she's like I you know I've been cheated on and it was fucking horrible and it's and it really colors everything about my life now in relationships and she was just it's obviously a big issue. At that point, he should have said, "Listen, if we're t- if I win this show, I'm going to be cheating on you. Like it's just <laughs> what I do." I also cheat. I'll, I remind you of your ex-boyfriend because also I am a horrible person too that fucks around on all my girlfriends. And at, I'm just to the point, I do it so much that I'm to the point where I don't even pretend I don't. Sorry, that was my computer. That made that noise. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I, I just had a temptation back in my room. Yes. Um, 
yesterday. Yes, yeah, and that, yeah. that I t- that I yeah. took advantage yeah. of. Yeah. The chambermaid came in and she her tits were showing a little bit, and he's like, "What do you expect? What do you expect of me to do? Like, it's I got to do that, you know? I'm Aaron B, and I like to fuck, and that's I'm just gonna do. Or no, wait, not Xavier. I'm Xavier, yeah, and I like to fuck. So, um, that was one of the most interesting. Uh, uneaten foods we've seen and it was great and she says goodbye to him and i said uh to christina i'm like you know super hot girlfriend christina yeah Yeah, that legalese that says um if you want to forego your individual rooms and stay in the same room you know sign here um and we're not complicit yeah so my question is why didn't why didn't he just go back to his individual room as stated on the card, as opposed to her walking him out and putting him in the SUV? Like there was this big dramatic thing at, you know, where she said goodbye to him and I can't believe you lied to me and blah, blah, blah. But why not just be like, you know what? I'm not going to forego our individual rooms. I'm going to, I'm, we're just going to go to our individual rooms. See you later. Yeah. yeah. Yes, exactly. Yeah. How about I just go? Yeah. Let's just go to our own rooms and we'll see what happens. But the show has to do the SUV as if they're they're on their way to the airport and they're on a plane back to the states, uh, which isn't true. But um, yeah, so so that leaves two guys, both guys that she's following in love with: Dotton, the Nigerian, and Joey, the white guy, tennis pro. Now, one thing you got to know about what happened with Joey at the overnights that's important here. Joey has an uncle. I think his uncle Joe. Yeah, I missed this. I missed this, but I heard him talking about it. Uncle Joe just happened to stop by while Joey was giving the the tennis lesson on the on the hometown. Just happened to stop by, Uncle Joe, and um, and what Uncle Joe noticed was that Joey wasn't being himself. Yeah, that he was being somebody else. And he told the camera that, and then that was unclear. Sh- yeah, yeah. Then he told Charity Man. that. Yeah, cock blocker. Hey, Uncle Joe, how about you not try to ruin my chances here mm-hmm. and come in here and cock block me by saying I'm not being myself and put doubt in her head? Like, what's what? What kind of wingman is Uncle Joe? So much so that she. Again, the the way they do things on the show is so stupid. Instead of her confronting him on the bench out in front of the hometowns, and by the way, that's another observation that we made that my super hot girlfriend Christina made was, why is there always a bench outside of the home of the hometowns? Like, yeah, I don't. I've never had a bench outside of my home when I grew up or anything. Yeah, but every single hometown has a bench, bench. to where. They go from the family Mm -hmm. to the bench Mm -hmm. to sum up the day, Mm -hmm. and then they say goodbye in the SUV. Well, on the bench, she didn't choose to confront him about the uncle's words. She was just kind of vague. And then when she got in the SUV, she was crying, and Joey said on camera, she was crying, and I have no idea why. I think my days are numbered here. Um, So you can thank the uncle for sowing that doubt in her mind. Um, yeah, yeah. And what she, was that? Not helpful. On the fantasy suites, she finally gets around to telling him that, but not before 
they do some kind of dune buggy thing um, that gets stuck in the mud like five minutes into the dune buggy. Yeah. Then, then they go to a waterfall and just start making out and stuff. She couldn't tell him um, until then about the uncle. Yeah, and it was then weird. Joey, yeah. Joey actually articulates pretty damn well um, what he's confronted with. So her point is, I was upset because your uncle said that you weren't being yourself with me that day. And that he's worried that he can't be him yourself around uh, around me. Yeah, and Joey yeah. actually had a pretty damn good answer to it. Like yeah. he he was like, "Look, yeah, I was nervous on that day. Yeah, I wanted to make the best impression possible. I wanted you to be happy. I admit that there are times when I feel like I need to be somebody I'm not. Yeah, that that I have." I have bad days and I have doubts and I have insecurities, but I'm always that guy that projects positivity and energy. And I always try to bring that even when I'm not feeling that way. It was like, it was like a very well nuanced explanation for what his uncle said. And it actually made sense to me and she, and she bought it. So I guess that's all that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Uh, But I would only say this a um, narcissist abuser would be able to come up with that story just as easily <laughs> as I'm just saying, like they're really good at that kind of stuff. Did you notice that when they're doing buggy thing and also let's reminder way better date than Xavier got. Right. right. You notice when the doom buggy thing got, he was like trying to put it in gear and then he like tried to drive it out and then the engine just revved and it didn't go anywhere. And she's like, oh, I guess it's broken. It wasn't in gear. You got to put your foot on the clutch <laughs> Put it in first gear, and he was pulling it down. Maybe first gear was down, but he was pulling it down like it was in first. And look, you're not used to driving that little dune buggy thing. It might feel like it was in gear, but I could see how much the shifter was moving. It was clearly not in gear. And then you hear the sound of the engine, and the engine revs, and it's not like the wheels were turning and they were stuck. They weren't stuck. The dune buggy was just not in gear. He just needed a little. He just needed an expert. To kind of show them how to drive it a little bit better, and and by the way, yep. because I want I want this podcast to be informative as well as entertaining. That's right. I I did the work for you for those listeners right now who watch the show. Yeah, um, it's about eighty twenty. Like eight million people watch the show and listen to us, and then about two million people don't watch the show and just listen to us. But, um. For those watching who are wondering this, I looked it up. So here's here's the answer. The reason why Charities was driving on the right side, oh, had the steering wheel on the right side and was driving on the left side of the road because Fiji was um a settlement of the Great Dutch Britain oh, uh-huh. for centuries yep. until 1970. <laughs> And then Fiji chose to still drive on the left-hand side of the road. Yeah. One of about only like less than 10 countries in the world that do this, by the way. Yeah. So in case you were wondering, that's why her steering wheel was on the right side. Fascinating. Fascinating. I did not. I'll, I'll be honest. I fast forwarded until they were just both in one dune buggy. So I didn't see her driving her own. But I guess he was on the right side. Oh, wait, he was on the right side. When I tuned in, his was on the right side. 
Does um do you does your hot girlfriend Christina need a Halls or <laughs> maybe a you're a bit of a you're a bit of an older I gentleman know. so do you have a, a Ricola or perhaps uh, uh, a, a Ludens? <laughs> I just I want to I want to say to her out loud because she hears this that your uh your chronic cough cough has finally made the podcast. Just, uh, Brian's wondering if you need some kind of a cough medicine I, or a loss. I know she's um, I know she's very healthy. She has very strong lungs, obviously, yeah. but you know she's so so our listeners she's battling been, a little bit. Our listeners have been um rewarded yeah. with with coughing in the background for the entirety of well, the podcast. I don't know. I mean I heard it. I don't know if everybody heard it. It's okay. It's okay. So um so Joey um over uneaten food. Yeah. Um he's asked if he's nervous about anything moving forward. Like this is uh this is charity's big thing. Like when yeah. during the uneaten food, I'm gonna try to get answers about if he's nervous about getting married or whatever. And uh Joey says all the right things. Um He's a he's just a really decent guy. If you think that he's like a like a narcissist who he's, no, he seems uh, like a good masking guy. his narcissism, that that's yeah. probably sums up most of Gen Z. So I'm not going to hold that against him. Um, but again, he tries to explain that. Look, I have my down times, and I. I'm willing to say this. I think he was admitting to her that he's diagnosed depressed. I think he he oh. has depression. He has a, a mood disorder. And he was basically saying that I have my bad days. And I often, that often conflicts with my image, which is a very uppity, energetic yeah. guy. Yeah. So, and he actually said being in a relationship with me, can feel like a roller coaster yeah. and, oh, and that fuck. was a part I'm out i'm out by well, the way right and, yeah. and that was the that yeah. was the part that they teased yeah. as as and the way they did it in their tease as they always do they teased it as if that was a massive um revelation like he revealed something that oh charity's definitely gonna gonna rethink this well she not only understands it she relates to it oh, and no. it makes him more attractive to her. Oh, 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 broken toy. She wants to fix the broken toy. <laughs> she, she appreciates how honest he is. He appreciates yeah. how understanding yeah. he is. So, um, she says, she tells the camera. And by the way, yep. I have to credit these Gen Z contestants. The use of the word, um, literally has not been as prevalent as recent years. Like maybe your generation now is moving past literally meaning the opposite of what literally means. Um, <laughs> yeah. she's, we're she's, post, she's, we're post literally. Yeah. She says to the camera, I am actually levitating right now. <laughs> so she did, she said it without saying literally. So credit to her. Um, so the overnight comes with all the legal legalese. Um, they both accept it. And, um, you know, they both make comments like, I want to see if we can take our love to new heights, which in her terms is like, look, I really like this guy. 
I just need to see if he can get me to, to an orgasm, and then we'll yeah. we'll make sure yes. that that I'm in love yeah. with him. Yeah. Um, I mean, if he's if so, he's been coached by the many, many, many board housewives, he's definitely sexed as a <laughs> tennis coach. He should he should be a very attentive lover and very conscious of charity's pleasure. That's a good good point. So the next morning, and of course I thought of you. Next morning, you know, the cameras were off, but now the cameras can go into the room. The first image we see coming back from a break, her shoes. <laughs> how excited. So you know how I was watching on fast forward. I fast forwarded and I saw that it had gone from night to day and it was the morning and shit. And I'm like, Whoa. And I had to throw, I had to rewind and then just let it roll again. And then the first thing I saw was those shoes. They, they, they listen to the show obviously because there, there have been seasons where they don't give you a shot of the shoes and you're like, Whoa, how do I know these people had sex? I didn't see a lady's shoes strewn about the floor strategically placed near the bed but now they do it they did it and spoiler alert they did it on both dates they they gave you a, a hard shot of the shoes but i will say this on both dates they wake up and you know how i don't like the fact that they're they don't show that anybody's brushed their teeth that's actually so triggering to me. It's triggering to me in movies. It's triggering to me on reality shows. It's triggering to me in my own life. I get up and I brush my teeth, especially if I'm going to be kissing somebody. But they are kissing in on both dates. Charity is like fully dressed in bed. She has she has like pajamas on. It's like, what adult is throwing on pajamas on vacation? I could see, you know, like a little bra or maybe some sort of a teddy or negligee situation. But she has like silk PJs on in both on both dates. I thought that was weird. Yes. So just to summarize, as Brian has been uh, saying for many years, many showing the shoes is code yeah. for intercourse and they were kissing in bed, but she was fully made up. So, in other words, the camera crew comes in. They set up the lighting. They give the contestants a chance to freshen up. And then they have them embracing and kissing in bed as if they just woke up. That's right. Um, and she says, after he had told her the night before that he is in love with her, she says out loud to him, I'm in love with Joey. I'm I'm in love with you. Um, they both literally say, literally as in my generations, literally, that they are, are in love with each other. Okay? They both stated it out loud. Keep that in mind. Um, so it's time for the final overnight, which is Doughton. Doughton has given us no red flags. It's been downright boring to watch Dotton and Charity because boring in this in this sense. They are very positive. They're very sweet. There's no personality flaws. When they're together, there is no disharmony. It just seems perfect. So Dotton is like a six eight Nigerian guy. 
Yeah. Um, and as you stated before, Xavier got um, a very intense love ceremony where he had to commit his entire life to her in Fiji. And then Doughton gets sea dues. <laughs> <laughs> Look pretty fun. <laughs> there's a there's a great line from um, what's the comedian Tosh? Yeah, Tosh uh, Daniel Tosh. Daniel Tosh says, yeah, um, yeah, "I know this, I know this joke." You know, they say money can't buy happiness, but money can buy sea dues. And it, have you ever seen anyone unhappy on a sea dew? <laughs> it's true. Um, so. Um, they do this like kick-ass thing where they they go on their uh, jet skis or sea dues or whatever, and um, they go to this little beach island, which is so fucking cool. Yeah, it looked pretty cool. It's a li- like like it's a little like hundred yard beach island. Yeah. It's really cool. And then uh, and somehow there's already champagne there, uh, and so they 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 toast and yeah, what are the odds? They just have very boring, sweet, loving yeah. conversations. Yeah. There's no there's zero red flags, as I keep saying. They're genuinely in love with each other. She says um, she is 100% in love with him, as he does with her. Um, they go to uneaten food. They say the same things to each other. Very boring, yeah. but this just seems like the perfect couple. But Charity... She falls into the same trap that many of these subjects do. If if you're the bachelor or the bachelorette, you fall into this one particular trap, and it's and that's part of the genius of the show. When so many people are fond of you yeah. and are attracted to you, yep. um, one person is not good enough, and. Not only has she now told two dudes that she's in love with him, well, Aaron B is on a yeah. plane coming yeah. to Fiji. Yeah. So you think to yourself, well, she's already got two. She just loves everybody. There's no, no way Aaron B could possibly fit into nope. this mix. Yep. And, of course, he arrives, and they do this really scripted fake shit where – they have him walk up to the concierge at the hotel asking for her, yeah. and they have no idea where so she fake. is, even though even though he's walking with a producer and a camera right, guy. Of course. Even uh, though he yeah. knew to go to Fiji. Yeah. Even though yeah. he knew what hotel she was at. Yeah, he he does just doesn't know where she is. He's so lost. Like it's it's such a it's such a he's on such a lark that he can't believe it that but she he somehow yeah. stumbles across her at the pool. Yep. And she has no idea he was coming. He walks up to her, she's surprised, and a normal thinking person would be like, Okay, well she's gonna act surprised and she's gonna be flattered, but she's gonna tell him pretty quickly here Go I've home. already decided I have two dudes. And believe it or not, my slate is full with those two guys. I, yeah, I told I, them both I, I love them. I certainly don't have room for a third guy that yeah. I've already I've already sent home. But no, she does the opposite. She leads him to believe yeah. 
that he's still in the game. He brings up the fact that the last words that she said to him was, I'm not even sure I'm making the right decision. And that gave him that little slimmer of hope to go to Fiji. Yeah. And and now she's flattered and wrapped up in it, and she has not said scram. So that's how the show ends. Um. Yeah, and you know, as soon as the you know they leave you with the cliffhanger, and and next week is the um men tell men all, tell all. Yeah. where everybody can gang up on Braden and he can wear some sweet earrings. Are we going to learn who the next bachelor is? Sometimes they do that. By the way, yeah. um, I, I don't know if it's the next bachelor, but they're definitely going to introduce the elderly bachelor. But um, <laughs> he's a little older. <laughs> I, I've been, I've been, I've been advocating. Look, my favorite bachelor of all time, of course, everyone knows this. It's Byron Velvick, the bad bass fisherman. When they when they pivoted to an older bachelor for a season, and by older he was like thirty seven at the time, and it was like, oh my god, they've gone so old. I was say, I've been saying they should do that again with like people maybe you know in their mid forties. I th- I think that would be a good show. People have lived a little bit more of a life, you know. They're not as vapid as these kids. They're not as they're, they're not as consumed with social media. So they took my advice, except they picked a guy. They're doing a bachelor, and the dude is fucking seventy. I mean, and look, he looks great. He looks great. He's healthy. You know, people are living longer. Nobody wants to think about a seventy-year-old dude fucking. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, who wants my to think thing, about that? Not me. My. my- my bottom line opinion on the elderly bachelor is <laughs> the reason the reason why you and I like this show. Yeah. The reason why I like this show is yeah. that it humiliates twenty somethings who don't know any better. It's it humiliates yes. and really ruins the reputations of people that really want to be famous. And yep. there's something very rewarding about that as a viewer. Like. Yep. This is what you get for trying to take a shortcut to fame, you fucking idiot. And I don't want to see my grandma getting humiliated. No matter how, no matter how fame thirsty they might be, that's just not something I really want to. I want to watch. I know. It's it's like it's fifty-fifty whether or not I'm going to watch this show. Yeah, I know. It's we might have to. Well, our audience will tell us. And so let's predict what's going to happen is. And this show's so fucking fake. Um, she's going to send Aaron B away because she'll look like shit if she doesn't. She's already told the other two guys. She Imagine telling your girlfriend, your hot girlfriend, Christina, on one of your the many hikes. You're in some canyon somewhere. <laughs> you guys have hiked. You've, your fucking lungs are open. You're just feeling so good. You've just got a light sweat going. You're going to go get some tacos afterward. And you're like, babe. I fucking love you so much. And then right as you're there, Elle McPherson walks up and she's like, hey, Jason, didn't you used to be on the Jim Rome show? I'm such a fan. And you're like, seriously? <laughs> and she's like, yeah, totally, mate. Let's go. Uh, hey, you know, you want to go on a date sometime? And you turn to your beautiful girlfriend, Christina, your super hot girlfriend, Christina, and you're like, hey, babe, I do. Look, I do love you. But Elle McPherson is here and I got to kind of give this a shot. Of course not. You're not doing that. And 
Charity's not doing that. She's she's about her image, right? She wants to get she wants to get lots of Instagram followers out of this, and so she's not gonna send one of the two dudes that she quote unquote loves away for some guy that can't decide whether or not he's from New Orleans or Houston or San Diego. Exactly. Yeah. So she'll get rid of him. And then I kind of see her picking Joe, but it's tough to know. I, it could go either way. It's a toss up. It, it Well, this show typically goes the opposite way that, that they, they lean. So they have given Dotton such an amazing edit. Yeah. They have, they have literally made him out to be the greatest guy in the history of men. Yep. I have a feeling he's the next bachelor. I, and I have no, I have no information. Reality Steve, our friend probably knew two months ago. Dotton. Yeah. And, and by the way, as we go, as we circle back to our original point where there's no more color blindness. Yep. I don't think the show is going to do another black. They're they're not going, I, I mean, they will eventually, but they're not going black to black. But but I don't I really don't I really think that Dotton's getting such a great edit. He's great to be the next bachelor. He could but be. Who knows? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I don't see that happening. Um, I you know she's obviously it's I kind of just feel like it. She can't go wrong either way. They're both great choices. They, you know they seem they what both if, seem um, like good couples. Now now that would make it a very boring season, extremely interesting. And I'm being serious here. Not, yeah. I'm not exaggerating. To make one of the most boring Bachelorette seasons in the history of the show interesting yeah. is that if Charity has both of them at the uh, proposal site yeah. and says, I want to be poly was it polyamorous. <laughs> that, yes, yes, yes. I want Let's have, have a thruple. Both of, you, both of you as my husbands, will, will you accept? Yes those conditions yes that that would that would make the show extremely interesting at that point yes i um i that would be that would literally be the most dramatic ending in the history of the bachelor (laughs) (laughs) that would they would actually follow through on it okay we'll follow up i don't imagine we'll do a show uh about the men tell all because it's just not enough to talk about there nobody cares uh, but we will be here for the final maybe we can get our dear friend reality steve to join us as yes. as we, we yeah. have both joined him on his sports podcast um <laughs> so in, until that time until the finale my name is brian beckner jason stewart's name is jason stewart we will see you next time how embarrassing, the most dramatic ever And that's what we like, play your cards right You might end up on paradise Here's the key to the fantasy suite Balls deep so you can sleep with your third or fourth girl in a week We're making a connection and falling in love We're chilling in the mansion outside the hot tub We starting in LA and then we travel the world We toasting champagne, we got 32 girls Who gets a hometown and who's the most hated Who had the best date and who's getting eliminated We always speculating like you wouldn't but I cheated, logged on to reality, Steve So, it's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle we living in It's the bachelor lifestyle we living in It's the baller lifestyle, lifestyle, lifestyle.